You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumer. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumer. Okay, Mary, let's just give a for instance. We'll use a school, because I work at a school. And let's assume that some bad people came into the school and they were tearing things up and they were chanting, hang the theology teacher or something like that. <laughs> and, and, and the principal who is charged with responsibility, he's kind of the commander in chief, if you will, to tip off my comparison here. Uh, I'll even, let's assume I'll even give that she did not specifically plan for this to happen. However, she does nothing. She does, doesn't call the police. She doesn't tell the security group to get going. She doesn't put an alarm out, anything like that. Uh, would you call that such gross dereliction of duty that she should be released from the job? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm sorry to laugh, but it's it's so true. I mean, as the stories come out, they don't age well. They only sound worse. You know, it's like you get away from the crazy time we lived through and you think, did that really happen? Did Trump really do that? And I think you were referring to Trump celebrating in the White House while the Capitol burned. Yeah. But yesterday, I mean, Trump just had such a bad week. <clears throat> and one of the things yesterday was they sent a letter to his lovely daughter, Ivanka, asking her to come in and, and discuss the day with them. This, this is the congressional committee, the House committee. And what it appears, you know how they put all those details in the letter, which is really brilliant, actually, because it like puts out all the information they have without actually having to release the information. But, you know, that even Ivanka couldn't go in and beg him to act like a grown up and to take his duty as president seriously. So it even bursts the myth of Ivanka having some influence over him which I found really fascinating for a lot of reasons. But the other thing I found fascinating about it, John, is do, and then maybe this is just a question, is do you think that she'll go in and talk to the committee? And I'm going to answer for myself and say, it wouldn't surprise me 100% if she would, because these are not people with any loyalty. And she's trying to, at least it's my understanding from reading a couple articles in Vanity Fair, She's trying to rehabilitate her reputation, you know, for herself, for her kids, for Jared, so that, that she can re-enter polite society. I, I, I'm going to agree with you on this, and I, I'm going to put something into it. I think a point comes when uh, those people who have kind of stayed loyal in any way that whatever that means, to Donald Trump, click in their own brains, you know what, he's absolutely going down. There's nothing to stay loyal to here anymore. And 
you know, we've thought that, you know, for years. Oh, man, this is the end. But I'll tell you what I think is if I were in that inner circle, the thing that would click me is the Georgia grand jury. Uh, you know how Al Capone, despite everything that went on, got done in by uh, IRS tax tax right. agent. You know, they never get you for the multiple machine gun murders. They always get you for something else because it was real specific. And you can bring it to a grand jury. You can subpoena witnesses. You take it to court. And you know how the Republicans are always crying. So what was the crime? We understand there's some not so good thing. But what was the crime? Well, the crime is there. And the crime is on a tape in Donald Trump's voice. And I, my real point on that is I wonder if even at that point, uh, at that point, even Ivanka says, yeah, this ain't worth it. Time to you talk. Know, I, you know, it's interesting. And, and I was thinking about the Georgia, because it's, it's obvious, right? He's caught red-handed, um, small red-handed as it, as it were. Oh, and, yeah. And, um, but one of the things that, uh, criminal liability requires what we call in the law men's ray, which is the guilty mind, meaning you have to know that what you've done is wrong. And Trump, this is the thing I've never been able to figure out with him is, did he, still, does he believe that in fact there was fraud and he really won the election. Because if that's true, then is it possible to, for the prosecutor in Georgia to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he had the mens re? And that's a very interesting, not just an interesting legal question, but it has to be something that, you know, that the Georgia um, prosecutor is thinking about. So that's the reason for the grand jury, isn't it? So you could get, call people in, people like Ivanka Trump and say, did your dad actually believe that he'd lost the election or did he realize that he, wait, let me say it the other way, did he realize he'd lost and he was just trying to manipulate these states to come up with an extra 1,200 votes? That's a very interesting question. And if you noticed yesterday, he put on a statement about the Georgia call and he equated it to the Ukrainian call for, for which he was impeached. And he said it was as perfect a call as the, call, the Ukrainian call, however he, in Trump speak. And that was always the question with that as well, wasn't it, John? Like, did he really think it was okay to call Zelensky and strong arm him, strong arm him to get information on Biden? I think Trump is dumb like a fox, meaning he knows what he's doing, and he equated the um, Georgia call to the Ukraine call because he knew they could never slap the men's ray on him for the Ukrainian call because it's like, oh, maybe he didn't know better. And he wants people to think, oh, he didn't know any better. Maybe that's overthinking it, but you know, I, it, I don't know. 
yeah, it might be. And since uh, you played the men's ray card, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to match you with a prima facie card. How's that? Yeah, P, the Let, big PF. Uh-huh. Yeah, the PF and Latin for roughly on the face. Right. Uh, what it shows, is that fair? Fair definition. Yeah, no, no, it's exactly what it is. Like yeah. you have to prove the first elements to move forward. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. So if we go to the taping question, the second perfect call, the more perfect uh, call, in which <laughs> he he says directly, "Listen, this is what I need. I just need eleven thousand, whatever, seven hundred votes. I just need that. I need one more vote than than I have." Uh, if we go on the face of it, of that call, he is simply saying, listen, Brad, all you have to do is re- say you recalculated. He doesn't even say, go out and check and find, audit, find something else. Just you say you recalculated and give me enough votes and I'll get by. In another uh, communication, he says, you know, I can count on my Republican Congress people to back me up. It seems to me that prima facie, uh, he is out saying, please, you give me those number of votes. I'll go talk to Pennsylvania and I'll talk to Michigan and we we can do this thing. I'll do the rest. And I'll do the rest. I'll, I'll take care of it. Now, that to me is not a mens re that says, Ooh, I actually think there was widespread fraud, and I may be the only guy who knows it, me and Rudy, uh, but I really did win this, and we just have got to bring truth and justice up. No, he's just going out uh, trying to call some votes. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, you know, the other thing that happened this week is that CNN and um, the uh, Post were reporting, I think it was the Post, not the Times, yeah, that the guy behind the false electors from states of uh, right. Michigan was, is Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. So it feels like there was a, just a very deep conspiracy to say, we're going to do one, two, three, four, five things, right? We're going to get these, try to get some more votes from the states like Georgia that are very close. We're going to um, have these, the slate of electors send in the Trump won and they sent them to the archives and they sent them to Congress, you know, pretty serious stuff. Again, more election fraud as it were. And, you know, there's all these coordinated stuff so that by the time it gets to January 6th and if they got Pence talked into it, they've created enough confusion and muck and, you know, they're, back to the Supreme Court and you've got this, you know, the um, Congress by state, the House of Representatives by state declaring Trump to be president, like using all the process, all the symptoms to just create what Trump did so well, so much chaos that ultimately it has to go to the Supreme Court and Trump believing that his Supreme Court will then declare him to be president. It, it feels like that. And it wasn't a one clear line. It was multiple, multiple lines that were going to move to January 6th where everyone throws up their hands. Oh, we don't know who the real, who really won 
therefore let's let the court decide well, or let's let Mike, De Mike Pence yeah. declare it's Trump. And then we have, you know, like we have in Rome right now, two popes. Right? Then we right. have two presidents competing for power, something that has never happened in the United States. But that's what I think they were doing. So to go back to the men's ray, I think they knew they hadn't won. I think Giuliani knew that. I mean, Chris Christie has said that. He said they all knew they hadn't won. But this is the chaos they were creating to be able to have to keep Trump in power. Well, and, you know, you use the phrase straight line. I agree with you. It goes through some jagged edges. But, you know, Trump always says the quiet thing out loud. And he announced over and over and over again all these different things that we weren't even totally aware of, all lead to Mike Pence, in, in Trump's mind, Mike Pence doing the right thing. Remember, he says this over and over again. If Mike Pence does the right thing, if Mike Pence is strong enough, if Mike Pence stands up, key moment, because if Pence does that and essentially delays everything, then oh, there's several options, I think, after that. The, the one you mentioned... It goes to the Supreme Court, and maybe he's thinking, Gore Bush, maybe this works again. Uh, those are my, my justices. Uh, other people, Mike Flynn is telling him, well, if all that happens and the country is confused, declare martial law. Uh, remember, there were even suggestions, maybe say, hey, I'm Donald Trump. I want to be fair. Let's run this election again. Let's do the whole whole thing over. That was a real real suggestion at the time. But it took the chaos and the delay. Obviously, a big part of that is Pence not doing it. I think the other part of it was he and the other people around him misread the reaction to storming the Capitol. Instead of the country saying, oh, okay, that's right, we're in chaos, stop uh, the counting and let's see what happens. Uh, the Congress, weirdly, Mitch McConnell and some others, and the country said, oh, God, this is horrifying. Stop this crap. Let's get the election certified and, and move on. I think you're right. I, I think they totally misunderstood um, the reaction to that. And I know it's time to go, but um, there was some polling, and this is a Rasmussen, I think, which is a very conservative poll, out of Georgia that said, um, you know, people are unhappy with Biden. But one thing they're more unhappy with, all this stop the steal election stuff. So the, the you know, we've talked about before January 6th holding hearings. I think this stuff coming out, including what appears to be the outtakes, which I can't wait for this, yeah. of Trump speaking on January 6th. And him saying stuff like, I mean, can you imagine what he's saying? We, we should do an episode just <laughs> John, where he's like, keep storming, baby. Yeah, we love you and you shouldn't be violent. The cops are on our side, but you're doing a great job. I you're know, exactly. Great. And just when they um, also released in one of the um, uh, indictment of one of the Oath Keepers, they had 30 days worth of weapons in a hotel in Virginia. The Oath Keepers did. So they were ready for the, the long fight. So 
there's a lot of interesting stuff yet to come, but these are not good days for Donald Trump. No, they're not. Sorry, Donnie. Yes. Goodbye. (laughs) All right, have a good weekend. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.